Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. And hi, I'm Courtney. What do we do here, Courtney? Well, Matt, we talk through the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. We sure do. And we're still in the midst of like a, a season. Uh, a, cri a critical thinking season. A critical thinking season. Yeah, I wasn't sure where you are going with that. I was nah, like, I know. winter? Winter. <laughs> it is definitely winter. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so At least you're, for us. You're going to talk about something today about critical thinking. Yeah. So, you know, we've had some really great interviews with people, but we, we thought it would be nice to sprinkle in still some of our our old, good old Matt and Courtney, kind of like, here's something you can try, give this a <laughs> shot thing. Um, so I recently got a book um, called, <laughs> let me get it. It's called Teaching for Deeper Learning, Tools to Engage Students in Meaning Making. Um, and these are just fancy alternative words for critical thinking. <laughs> nice. So what I really like about this book is that is the setup of it. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of embedded formative assessment in that like it gives you some really great information, great theory, and then it's like, bam, and here's six strategies you can use for this concept we were just talking about. So it's super useful. It's one of those books, like it's really, really useful and you get actionable things from it right away. That's pretty cool. It is, it's great. And lo and behold, Mache, the first strategy they talk about in this book is one I have used for years and love. And I felt so good about myself <laughs> I saw it written in there. It is called, concept attainment that's a that seems highfalutin yeah i call it the yes no game much better for me <laughs> yeah and this is to help with conceptualizing right okay. so grasping a concept putting all the pieces together um so here's how it works and then i'm going to talk about why i like this okay and then other ways to use one of the things this game does okay right? so this is really great for the start of something. I suppose you could use it later in the ends too, but I tend to use it when I want people to quickly grasp a concept on their own. It's a constructivist method. Like okay. they are constructing the understanding themselves. I am not giving them the meaning, right? I'm not standing up and putting a word on the wall and defining it for them. That's not how this goes. Okay. So here are the steps. So the first step is prep. So you as the teacher, or the leader, you identify the concept you want the students to understand. And it, it needs to, so this doesn't work with everything. It mm -hmm. needs to have at least one clear attribute, like one clear characteristic that sets it apart from other things. Okay. So like I've done this with leadership, I've done this with driving questions. <laughs> um, you can do this with any kind of complex concept, right? So let's go with, in the book, they use the, the idea of predator, right? Okay. So that's the concept. Now, I don't tell the learners what the concept is, right? Right. But what I do, I develop yes examples and no examples. <clears throat> and I make a list. I tend to put them right on like large index cards or strips of paper to make it more easy to see. But you can do, you can do this digitally. There's lots of ways to do this. Okay, so I'm going to come up with a list of yes and no examples. I explain the game to the kids to the, the learners, I've done this with adults, and I say that, so I'm gonna start off by showing you an example of a yes and an example of a no. 
And then I'm gonna turn the game over to you. And you all have to guess if something is a yes or a no. And that's all you can say is yes or no. There's no discussion, nothing, yes or no. So, so I'm gonna hold up, so step two, I start the game. I hold up the yes, so I'm gonna hold up a lion, right? That's my yes. I say lion, this is a yes. Then I'm gonna hold up um, a mouse and say, this is a no. And then I might give them one more yes. So then my next yes might be like uh, um, a cheetah. Okay, so okay. now I've got a lion and a cheetah, right? So I'm like, all right, you ready now? Okay, then I'm gonna hold up something else. It will be a no because you make that first one easy. So now I'm gonna hold up something like um, a mole. <laughs> <laughs> mole, no. Mole. So you keep holding examples and after a couple, after you have maybe three or four up there, you stop. And then you have them kind of talk with each other, however you wanna do this, whether it's pairs, individually jotting and then talking, what they think all the yeses have, have in common. And you get okay. some ideas from them. So at this point, people might be saying like, they're big cats, you know, blah, right? That all those things are in common. Then after that, so you've gotten their first idea, then you present more examples of yeses and nos. But now it gets more complicated. Now you're going to broaden their understanding, right? Because right now they're just thinking big cats. Okay. So now I'm going to throw in um, bald eagle. Yes. Right. And then I'll give a few more yeses, a few more nos. And now it's starting to become much more clear that the yes is not just about big cats. Right. Okay. So now I've done a few more. There's more variety up there. It's to, to me, as the teacher, it's becoming more clear. Maybe some kids are starting to get it. You give them another chance. What are all the, what's, what's all the yeses have in common? And then you can do that a couple more times. It's up to you how often, you, how far you want to go with it, right? Where you kind of get the sense that everyone has it. Um, usually, you know, because they're getting the yeses and nos pretty quick. Right. Um, so then the last step is to kind of review it and come up with like the definition, come up with what all of, what's the concept that holds together all of the yeses. So in this case, predators. That's a really cool game. Yeah, and then you can take it a step further and then have the kids do a task, the learners do a task that tests their understanding of predators. Okay. So, so this might be, in this example, they give, you know, so then I give them a new list with totally different animals. Maybe they're animals from like a totally different habitat or whatever. And they use what they've decided is the kind of the explanation of the concept of predator to test their new set of animals. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, it's super cool. And they understand what a predator is so fast. Right? Yeah, it sounds like it's a lot easier than just if you were to define it, give an example, and then you know move on to whatever's next. Right. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's the difference between really knowing it, right, that deeper learning of it, and just yep. knowing the definition. Yep. Right. Um, so here's what I here's I mean I love this to begin with because I've seen how powerful it is, um, and it's rare that the learners that go through that process, like forget that concept, <laughs> you know, at least not the next week, like it really sticks with them. Right. But what I really like is the revision of hypothesis. Okay. 
if when they switch from, do you mean like when they switch from like big cats to predators? Yes. Where they, they have more information, so they have to revise what they're yes. thinking and then moving yes. on. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's very tricky of you as the teacher. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's critical thinking. It's teaching them to gather information and revise thought. Um, so that, like, you can just pull that out and play with that as another, another piece of critical thinking. I have seen this work beautifully if you're doing something that involves argument, right? What is it we say, Matt? Argument and statistics. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it when you said revise hypothesis. I was all in yeah. right there. So, so let's say <laughs> you're putting up a controversial topic. Let's go with the Electoral College. That's on nobody's mind. Nope. <laughs> so you start off, right, kind of say, well, hey, what's the, you know, what's this stuff? You, you present some kind of information about the Electoral College, have learners pick a claim, right? You could mm -hmm. give them claims. You could say you're either claim A, a or claim B, for or against, or they could have to make their own claim. Sure. That, that doesn't matter. But then over time, like over maybe a week or so. So you think about like every day you offer new information and you would plot out like, okay, today I might give more information that's like more con, but tomorrow I might give more pro. Like you kind of parse out information okay. that just makes it more complicated. Mm -hmm. And then each time you parse out new information related to this topic, you have the learners go back and revise their claim. I like it. Revise their thinking. I like it. So it's not just a one class thing. This can be done yeah. over time also. Yeah. Right. So if you thought about, so if you had a, a unit structured more conceptually rather than on content, like if you had a unit on, I don't know, um, like transformation and technological change, right? Mm -hmm. The It could be, you could start with like, is technology, does technology, technological progress you know, advance civilization or hinder civilization, right? right? That could be kind of like your question. And then each day or each every few days after the learners have taken in new information about different technological advances and the effects they've had, um, they go back and revise their claims based on their new information and explain why, not just be like, oh, I've changed my mind today and that's it, but like be able to articulate the reasoning behind right. why. Either they have stayed, right, and strengthened their position or why maybe they're starting to think differently. I like it. Yeah, good stuff. I like it. And this sounds like it can really be done at any level with any type of subject. Oh, totally. Yeah. Best set. Done. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. By the end, they all want Venus flytraps. And that's <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Cool. So there's that. Go play with that, people. That's something you can start tomorrow. It is. You could try it tomorrow. So what is the name of this book again? So we can... Uh... Yeah. So the name of the book I mentioned is Teaching for Deeper Learning, Tools to Engage Students in Meaning Making. We'll link it in the notes. Um, the, the process I talked about, the official name, <clears throat> excuse me, is Concept Attainment. If you search Concept Attainment Strategy, you'll find it out there. This is not a brand new strategy by any right. means. Um, and if you don't want to call it that, call it the yes, no game. That's what I call it. I know it by the yes, no game. Yeah, thanks, you do. thanks to Courtney. <laughs> Alexa, that was great. That was great. Yeah.
So we'd love to hear your feedback on this as you are doing it in the classroom. So let us know on Twitter or Facebook uh, at everything MC. Yes. You know where oh, to find us. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm going to do like a little caveat we've done sometimes. Like you might be sitting there going, well, that wasn't personalized learning strategy. No, not necessarily. We weren't talking about personal institute of personalizing instruction, but personalized learning doesn't mean learners never work together. It doesn't mean there's never any whole class instruction, right? But these are ways to teach critical thinking skills that learners can then apply on their own in different, more personalized learning situations. Yeah, personalized does not mean individualized. Correct. That is a mistake. And according to uh, Dr. Alfie Cohn, it's now personal learning. It's personal learning, so. Yay to us. Yay. <laughs> okay. okay, we will be back uh, next week with probably another interview or two over the next couple of weeks. And Courtney and I will be back for more. Talk to you soon. It doesn't matter where we're alone.